Welcome back, Warhawk Nation. We're coming at you this Wednesday with episode number 15 of Warhawk Weekly. And joining us in the Warhawk studio is Mr. Andy Vitek. Thanks for having me, Grant. Glad to be here. He is our instructional coach and interventionist here. So a lot of our scholars may seem around, but they may not know exactly all what Mr. Vitek does during the day. I'd say one of the most common questions I get from kiddos is, what do you do here? Yes. So uh, we're going to unpack maybe that here in a little bit Yeah, we'll today. dive. There's really two big things that you do for the Welburn community. Also, I need to highlight Mr. Vitek is our professional of the year. I have been happy to receive the award. Um, Welburn Middle School has a lot of great professionals um, and a lot of people who are really deserving of that. And so blessed and honored to receive that. But there's many people who I also um, think were very deserving of that award also. Humility, also a virtue of Mr. Vitek. So let's focus first on the instructional coach part, um, and that's primarily working with our teachers through um, professional learning communities, or if you're in the, the edge of jargon, it's PLC is the, mm-hmm. the buzzword. Yeah. Um, what do our PLCs look like here at Welburn Middle School? Yep. So with that instructional coaching hat, um, I work alongside of Rhonda Gray, um, one of our other instructional coaches and interventionists on campus. And um, so at Welburn, we have this PLC called CAST. Um, CAST stands for Collaboration, Accountability, support and transparency. And so the goal is to provide teachers with the opportunity to grow um, through our weekly Tuesday professional development. Um, And so our focus this year um, has been really on small group instruction. And so we can unpack that too um, in our time together today. Yeah. So, so with small group instruction, what are we teaching um, our teachers to do? What differences might their scholars see in class having gotten this professional knowledge now and developed it. Yep. So this focus of small group instruction has really allowed um, not just students, but also teachers um, to create an environment in their classroom, a culture within their classroom um, that allows um, kids to have their needs met more specifically. And so whenever we talk about small group instruction, that's um, a teacher bring in three to four to five students um, to focus on a specific area um, of need. That can be first time instruction, it can be extension, but it can also be um, supporting students to meet grade level standards. Um, And so the goal of that and what that looks like is um, I bring in a group of kiddos and I'm meeting their specific needs in front of me. Um, It increases student to student collaboration. It also builds a community within the classroom, but it also really helps teachers see um, what students know um, and also what they need to learn and what they're ready to do next. Mm -hmm. So this might be a little different from what our parents grew up like when we were in school we sat maybe you had a lot of classes where desks were in rows maybe you worked a lot individually not remember those scholars around you Um, and so those are some of the things they might be seeing or their scholars talking about when they're coming home might be something different from what they've been doing in the past. And one of the things you also mentioned, so small group, Emergenetics has been a big thing with what our uh, campus has been doing. So how have we used that Emergenetics in this small group? How, how do our teachers apply that? Um, so something that Emergenetics does, and it allows um, not just us, but also our teachers to do, um, is to group students who think similarly together, um, but also think differently. And so it allows our teachers to push our students to work within their strengths um, and look at their strengths and apply those to specific tasks that they're working on together. Um, but it also pushes our students out of their comfort zone um, by forcing them to work with people who have dissimilar thinking preferences. And so it's really allowed our um, students to become more aware of the people who they're working with and who they're interacting with and take into account other people's perspectives um, when they're collaborating with people around them. Yeah, a lot of those teamwork soft skills that mm-hmm. are so important to being future ready. 
Now, so that's the instructional coach part where we've been working with teachers on small group instruction and developing their professional competencies. Um, you're also an interventionist. And mm-hmm. one of that is helping to manage um, this map assessment that we do a couple times or three times a year. Um, tell us a little bit about um, what, what is MAP? Um, if our parents aren't familiar with it, what, what's its purpose? Why do we even do it? Yeah, awesome. So um, MAP testing, we give it three times a year, just like you said. Um, we give it at the very beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, right around Thanksgiving. And then we also have um, an opportunity where it's going to be taken here in April. And really what... Okay. Uh, yeah, really what MAP does is it allows our teachers to see student growth over time. Um, it's an adaptive test, which means that every student isn't getting the same set of questions with the same set of answers. It's not the same book, yeah. Yeah, so we're not getting a test booklet and saying, hey, you scored a 97 um, as your grade on this test. Um, actually, the way it's set up is if I answer a question correctly, um, I get a question that is harder. Um, okay. progressively it's an adaptive test um, and so if I answer the next question correctly I get a harder question and the next c- question correctly I get a harder question until I get to a point where there's a threshold for um, how I'm performing and I maybe miss a question if I miss a question I'm gonna get an easier one and really what that balances out to eventually is every student gets about a 50 percent question questions correct okay. on the test um, and it sounds much more like formative in nature as compared to, let's say, the star test. The star test is like, you know, a picture of where we're at that one day right? Um, rather than how we've been tracking across the year. Right, and really the goal is to allow teachers to see um, what are my students, what is their current level of understanding, um, and where are areas that they also need support. And so every student gets a different score with different focuses for areas that they are um, not just ready to learn, but also areas that they can improve in Mm -hmm. and also the areas that are their relative strengths. So I heard you mentioned we have one more administration coming up. So we've had the beginning of the year. We had the middle of the year. I think it was right around Christmas or so. Yes, sir. If your scholars came home and they were talking about, man, I've taken it this week and then I maybe took it in another subject the next week. Yeah. Um, So there's three weeks. So like English is one week, math is one week, and um, science is one week, correct? Correct. So yeah, we're going to be spending the month of April um, in our MAP testing season. Um, The very first full week of April, um, our students will be taking their math MAP test. Second week of April will be the reading map test and then the final week of april will be their science map test and so um that's right around the corner um april 4 is that first day for that um, math map test okay so right around the corner here and to close us out we always talk about how does this relate back to you know what we're all about here at welburn middle school one of those things is about overall student achievement and how we're improving that so how does this map test allow us to focus on student performance either from a teacher side or if a scholar's talking with their parent, what, what kind of information are they going to hear? Yeah, we'll hit it on the teacher side first, and then we'll hit on the parent okay. side um, second. On the teacher side, it really lets our um, teachers see where our kids at, are at in that moment um, and also be able to compare that to where they were. And so it gives our teachers an opportunity to have conversations with our students about their growth and goal setting. And so if I'm a math teacher, I have a math teacher background. And so that's really where I defer to. Um, really what I want to see from my students is um, – whenever they take their next MAP test, they aren't where they were. And so in that in-between that growth time, improvement, yep, yeah. that growth improvement, which is really important um, for schools um, and 
really for our students because it's it's our role, it's our responsibility that um, where you are isn't where you end up. We want to see that forward progress, and so it allows each teacher to see each student's um, not just previous score, but also the areas that they've grown in between, mm -hmm. and then the areas that I also want to have conversations with my students about. Um, where can I continue to push you to grow um, to move forward? And for our parents, what's the most important thing, or what's what is there a unique thing about MAP that they're going to be able to see that maybe we didn't have before we had started doing this? Right. And so one of the cool things about MAP testing is um, it makes projections based on STAR. Um, NWEA, the parent company for MAP, um, in 2020 did a linking study with um, our state of Texas assessment of academic readiness, our STAR test, um, to make a correlation between students' performance on their MAP test and what that means for their STAR test. And so um, something that that's going to produce for our parents is um, for our seventh grade students, it's going to give a pr projection for their math and reading stars because okay. those are the two star tests that they take. We'll uh, take them in May coming up here. Yep. And so it's a, a, a data point, um, not just for our teachers, but for our parents to know, hey, what is something that I can expect? How can I expect my student to perform on their star test so I don't just get their star test back and wonder, um, hey, what was the in-between thing? What was yeah. the in-between information um, that I could have maybe had to um, give me an, an update or a heads up on how my student mm -hmm. would perform? So it's, it's going to eliminate those surprises exactly. when we get to the end of the year. Um, and for our eighth grade students, there will be a um, math, reading, and science projection. There is not a map test for history because it's not a nationally normed um, mm -hmm. Texas Texas history and U.S. Okay. history. They're not nationally normed by a NWEA. And so we will have projections for those three tests okay. for our eighth grade scholars. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, coaching our teachers, working with our scholars to join us on the podcast. We hope to see you back next Wednesday on Warhawk Weekly.